and welcome to By Its Cover Podcast, one marriage's journey through movie night using only the covers of movies found on streaming services. I'm one of your hosts, Bree. I'm your other host, Kevin. <laughs> trying to make it so we're the same height so it doesn't It's look not like gonna it. work. Just stop stop worrying about it. We uh <laughs> we should look like a giant and his little hobbit wife. <laughs> I don't have hairy feet. <laughs> You don't not not have hairy feet. You can't like see me. Robin Williams' knuckles, those toes. <laughs> That's not accurate at like all. Like an old man's back. I'm not sure why he's going there, but he is. You can find out when you see her on her uh, OnlyFans page. Uh, Frodofoot97. <laughs> no, Kevin. Just so many types of no. Um, so we're watching a movie. We are watching a movie. A movie that you chose. Yeah. Yes, and it will be good. I, I the only thing I know about this movie is it's been getting just crazy rave reviews. Yeah. But every time I ask somebody about it, they're like, um, oh man, I can't uh just go watch it, man. And um so I'm like, what is this? <laughs> um I I think I may have seen a preview, but honestly, the only thing I can remember is that uh, the lead lady... Uh, uh, Michelle Yao, put some respect on that name. I I mean, I, I don't... I wouldn't recognize her. She's not one of those actresses that I'm like, oh yeah, that's Michelle Yao. Um, but I know in one of the previews, she has a third eye, and that's all I Yeah, know. but isn't it like a googly eye? Yeah, I don't know. Like, okay. I, I'm pretty I sure it's remember, a googly eye. I just remember seeing it and going, yeah, this movie's not for me. And then you were like, oh, let's watch this. And I'm like, uh, well, I I think fine. it's timey wimey. Oh. And I know you have issues with time movies. Um, so I was like, do I suggest this? But then I was like, you know what? I, for some reason, I, I have known nothing about this movie. Yeah. I know Michelle Yao, and that's it. Yet, yeah, uh, and nobody will explain it to me. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to Wikipedia this one because I might actually want to watch it. What's it called? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, yeah, this is going to make my brain hurt. Which, I already honestly, at first I thought it was a sequel to that movie about 9/11. Uh, the like everywhere, all around, all at once, or whatever it was, where like it's the kid. Dealing with his dad dying in 9-11, I think, that is what the plot of that movie is. Remember me. No, not remember. Remember me, he dies on oh, 9-11. Right. <laughs> like yeah. it has this plot point uh in the last minute that's like, yep, 9-11 happened. Yeah. Um I yeah, I'm not sure. I, I hope I am surprised by this movie and I hope I do like it. Um, because like you've heard raid for reviews, so have I. Um but once again, I'm not sure of the plot at all. I mean, it's just been this movie is so good. So we'll see. Extremely I mean, loud and incredibly close. That's what I thought it was a sequel to. Yeah, I don't know that one. Yeah, either. it's uh, I'm pre- it's Tom Hanks, Sandra Bullock. I'm pretty sure it's 9-11. Okay. Um, hey, what else has Michelle, Michelle Yao been in? Hun. Really? But she was a Bond girl. Okay. She was in Die Another Day. Uh, okay. She was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Never saw it. 
How? I think I saw like the tree part where they're fighting in the trees. The tree part where they were fighting in the trees. I mean, that's good. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, she was in Shang-Chi, Brie. She was in Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah, she was. That was a good movie. Oh, not really Dying of the Jam. Sorry, Tomorrow Never Dies. Memoirs of a Geisha. She was in Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Okay. Um, trying to see. The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Oh, she was in Gunpowder Milkshake. You loved that movie. I did love that movie. Yeah, so she's been in all these things that you just choose not to remember her. Maybe I just didn't know her name. Maybe, maybe you're not uh, a good person. She was in boss level. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm just looking at her IMDb and I'm like, God, she's in everything. I barely remember boss level. I'll be totally honest. I remember it because it was the first time we encountered Mel Gibson's crazy Colonel Sanders face. Yes. Um, Okay. So can you pull up the uh, cover for those of us that want to see it you Uh, bet your goddamn butt i can (laughs) and how about you describe it and then i will give my first i'll I'll tell you what i think about okay this is also a maddening cover um (laughs) because it like tells you nothing uh so we have um in kind of reddish light red it says a film from daniels the background of this is a kind of red i'm assuming galaxy kind of uh, background uh-huh. um, and it says everything everywhere all at once in impact font and then superimposed on that is uh, what I can only describe as a like argyle version pretty sure that's of a plaid plaid I'm sorry a plaid version of a samurai suit like samurai armor can you make that bigger okay thank you and then we have uh, an Asian man um, and a I'm gonna, a, a woman with what I can only assume is a blonde wig with an eye on her forehead. And then we have Michelle Yao uh, looking like she is uh, going to be the ultimate Karen. Like, huh. Oh, with the best... Gonna, the- yeah, the vest, the blade. She looks like she uh, would fuck you up if you insulted her, like, homemade trail mix. <laughs> uh, and then there's uh, some, it looks like glitter. Or like, uh, uh, what's the, uh, confetti, like there we go. Blossoms. I'm going to go with confetti. Okay. Uh, the, the lady in yellow, it's like the same yellow that... Um, Uma Thurman has on her yellow tracksuit for um, that one movie I've never seen. Kill Bill. Kill Bill? Yeah. yeah. Which is an homage to Game of Death with Bruce Lee. Okay. I believe you. Um, I'm, just, I'm dropping knowledge bombs here. Free. I clearly am not one of those people that grew up watching kung fu movies or any sort of martial arts movies. Uh, I will say that my repertoire with that would be uh, the Karate Kid movies. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, what am I thinking of? The um, Three Ninja movies. With wow. Rocky. Big leap in difference. <laughs> totally. Uh, karate and Kid then, the Three Ninjas. And the one, the one Karate Kid that was the girl. Not Hillary Swank? 
was it Hillary Swank? It's Hillary yeah. Swank. Yeah. The Future Hillary Academy Swank. Award winner, Hillary Swank. That one. Those those are them. Three ninjas. Yeah. yeah. Three ninjas. Wow, did you see the sequels? Uh yes. Except for the mountain one. I didn't see the mountain one because they switched up actors. Those bastards. All right. Rocky loves Emily. Rocky loves Emily. Yeah, this is a this is a tough. I, I think this is the first time in this podcast history that I don't think I can make too much of a prediction about this movie. Um, I think that based on the title, I think you're going to be very accurate in the it it being a time travel or like slicey dimension movie. Slicey um, dimension movie. You couldn't say multiverse. Did Marvel have that on lockdown? Do you do you not like my description of slicey? Slicey universe? universe. Every time you say slice, when you say slicey universe, all I think of is that horse in the movie The Cell. Oh God, yeah, that was that was such an intense movie. I rewatched that a couple years ago. It doesn't hold up at all. It doesn't. But Vincent D'Onofrio does an excellent job in it, yeah. and actually, so does J Lo. Um, Okay, so this movie. Um, let's see. I think that Michelle Yao's character is going to be at the gro- stop footsing with stuff. Going to be at the grocery store, and something super random is going to happen. Like a building is going to drop in from another universe, and she is going to get possessed by something with uh, superpowers and. She's going to be able to um, see the future and the past and the present. She's going to become omniscient. So she's going to become a god. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, she finds out something is hunting multi-dimensional versions of herself. So I'm going to go with like, like the, the one. <laughs> One with uh, Jet Li. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you just want a new? And then it's going to end with Papa Roach, just like uh, the one did. I okay. I want it to be the one. Do you think there are going to be any fight scenes in this movie? Girl, she's like in a fighting pose. If she just adopts a fighting pose, and then they're like, actually. This is going to be a, a long talkie movie. <laughs> it's going to be about her book club. <laughs> Look, I love me some Michelle Yao, but she if she's not throwing at least 10 high kicks, she is miscast. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, I, I mean, it's I, like it's it's like casting Liam Neeson as a grizzled old man in a movie. If you're not going to have him beat up unrealistically 40 people younger than him. You did a bad job. Did okay. he did he beat up 40 people younger than him in The Wolf or whatever that movie was called? Wolves. The Grey? Yeah, that one. No, he beat up wolves. Well, he beat up wolves. Those aren't people. Wow. Wolves wow. aren't people. Wow, is it a werewolf movie? Oh, God. You know how much better it would have been if it was a werewolf movie? I never watched oh, it. Oh, no. Now I kind of want to redo The Grey, except instead of a pack of wolves, it's a pack of werewolves. Would it make it a good movie? Probably. Like I said, I've never seen it. Oh, my God. It would have made it so much better. Okay. You're welcome. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> you just stumbled on the greatest movie ever. <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but sure. greatest movie ever. Like it beat Schindler's List. I've never seen that either. You, do you even watch movies? <laughs> Not ones that are critically Like, are you usually. working alphabetically? You're like, nope, I'm still in the B's. <laughs> I got to Citizen Kane. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. You didn't make it through Citizen Kane. I can call BS on that. I've seen Citizen Kane. Was I it, watched it for my was independent... Was it school assignment? Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and at I... the end of it, did you say that was some bullshit? Yeah. And then I probably said Rosebud a lot afterwards, too. Yeah. That's the vagina. Yes. I mean, that's one of the thoughts behind it, yeah. Anyways, back to everything, everywhere, all at once. I have no, like, I'm like, there's going to be some kung fu, I assume dimensions, um, but I don't know if that's just, like, something I picked up in talking with people. Because I think I had somebody compare... Uh, they're like, if you wanted a multiverse movie, go see everything, everywhere, all at once. Don't go see Doctor Strange. And I was I like, man, it. I can do both. That you like, you really underestimate the amount of free time I have. <laughs> I, I like I said, all I know is about her third eye. So there's absolutely no way I could have known about. You mean her whispering eye? No, Kevin. Not Shout out to Role Models, uh, which brought that word into our lexicon. An underrated yeah. comedy gem. It has um, McLovin in it. Yes. I was about to correct you on his name, and then I realized I do not remember it. <laughs> uh, I don't know it either. Off the top of my head. Something Mince? Mince. Christopher Mince. There, there we, we go. go. I was going to say... <laughs> uh, Chris, and then who's the guy uh, from Law & Order SVU? Chris Maloney. <laughs> yeah, I was, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, they're um, two completely different people. Yeah, I, I I hope this gets some fun multi-dimensional universe hopping shenanigans and maybe some some kung fu. I feel like I could be. I think I I think the world needs a fun multiverse movie. Yeah, because Doctor Strange was. I wouldn't. I wouldn't classify that as fun. I enjoy. I like Sam Raimi. I'm a, I'm a Raimi fan. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, when this movie, when Doctor Strange went full Raimi, I was like, I like this. When it, <laughs> when I could tell they were like trying to shoehorn Marvel stuff in, I was like, stop. Let him, let Sam do Sam. <laughs> like, um, Kevin, do you have anything else you want to say about this movie? I hope this is really good. I hope it is too. It's so weird to have a hype meter built for a movie I know nothing about. Yeah. <laughs> we have high expectations. Yeah. <laughs> we have high expectations. And you're like, well, what are those expectations? I don't know what they are, but they're high. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I couldn't tell you. Just know that this is supposed to be good. I really want to end up recommending this movie. I This is one of those movies that, like, sometimes it happens when somebody recommends me things. And then I don't like it, and it makes me think less of the person that recommended me. This will be one of those movies I have a feeling. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, it's a different of taste, difference in taste. And then other times I'm like, this makes me think differently about you as a person. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, should we go watch a movie? Let's go watch a movie. And we are back, having just finished up everything, everywhere, all at once. 
Yep. <laughs> what did uh, what did you snack on, Brie? Uh, I don't think we had a snack. We were actually together when we watched this movie, which was a rarity, which made it great. Yeah, I, we were yeah. just reveling in the deliciousness of that. Exactly. It was. I so mean, I'm pretty I, sure we had like an ice cream sandwich. Okay. Yeah. But. <laughs> Kroger brand ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> also, the love we had that. Um. And in fact, if you take it in a multiversal approach, somewhere, some version of us was enjoying the best snack and somewhere some version of us was enjoying the worst snack. Or no snack at all, which I guess would be considered the worst snack. It's true. The worst snack is no snack. I'm not sure about that, because if you would have said that we were eating onions like apples, that would probably be one of the worst snacks for me. Or like, um, what if you were eating hot dog fingers? Oh God, that, that was probably the grossest part of this movie for me, which, you know, the, okay. First of all, people, we, uh, we called it, it was a multi-dimensional, uh, situation. Um, but it was an issue. I mean, it was an issue. Um, so we did call that, which makes me wonder if maybe I knew more about this movie than I thought I did. I, I think it's because I heard a lot of people compare it to Doctor Strange. That's probably why. Yeah. And they were like, well, it's better than Doctor Strange is a multiverse movie. I agree. Which I was like, yeah, that's not fair. Like Doctor Strange is a multiverse, like a superhero multiverse movie. This just yeah. got to be a multiverse movie that had superheroes. Very confusing. And it wasn't really the they were superheroes. I wouldn't... I mean, they ended up having a lot of skills because they were able to tap into the multiverse, but... And their other selves that had already learned stuff, but I wouldn't necessarily consider them superheroes. I love... This movie uh, made you gag four times. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. And I love that this movie gave no indications that it was going to be that kind of film. (laughs) <laughs> and it was just like I would just look over and you would be retching at certain things that I was like really? Yeah. That, that That's what gets you? Yeah it was uh, and it was surprise stuff like it wouldn't there's no way I could have known it was coming up um, okay so let's talk about the main characters uh, since I'm not sure if we necessarily can I mean it is multidimensional and dimension travel. And so I'm not sure that you can really do a plot. Do you feel like you could do a plot? I can give you guys like a summary, but not, I don't want to give you the plot. Yeah. Um, you know, very rarely in this, this podcast, do we pull a punch and not spoil a plot, but here we go. Evelyn is a, um, first generation Chinese immigrant. She, uh, is dealing with, basically the overwhelming burden of being meeting her father's expectations, um, her husband's needs and uh, connecting with a daughter that she doesn't feel like she knows anything about or has any connections with. Um, Throughout the story, we learn that Evelyn, who's just been kind of this lifelong failure Mm -hmm. um, is secretly the the key to defeating the multiverse's greatest evil um, in which uh, she learns she can jump between alternate universe versions of herself, taking their skills and ability and knowledge for herself mm-hmm. to help uh, fight the ultimate evil. Yes. Um, 
which is a very straightforward plot, which is so cool for like really what this movie does. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, uh, and Evelyn is played by Michelle. Yao. Yao. And uh, she did an excellent job. I uh, thought she was amazing. She played all the different versions of herself really well. Um, Okay, so it's Evelyn and then her husband, Wang. uh, And then her father is there uh, and they call him Gong Gong. And then she has... And he's that guy that's in every American movie set in China. Yes. Or involving uh, like Chinese school. I remember I was like, big trouble in little China, dude. <laughs> yes, that's exactly where my mind went, which makes me want to watch Big Trouble in Little China. Always down to watch that movie. <laughs> um, so and then there's Joy, who's their daughter. And then uh, Joy's girlfriend, Becky. Uh, is in it frequently. And then I think the biggest surprise for me was Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, yeah. Nobody told me uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was in this. I did not know she was going to be in there. So when... If you would have told me, pick an actress that has a late in her career action movie turn, like Jamie Lee Curtis in the Halloween movies and then this, I'm like, is she pulling a Liam Neeson? Yeah, good for her. Go for it, JLC. <laughs> so she plays, uh, at least in the primary universe, a um, an IRS agent. And I think the thing that I love about it is the fact that they let her be kind of dumpy. She's got a she's got a pooch, and it's great. Like she yeah. totally looks like someone that is normal it can work for the irs <laughs> she embodies that person with a minuscule amount of authority that absolutely trips on it yes and it's uh it's a it's a great she i mean she's just great i think i loved everyone in this honestly i'm trying to think if there was a, a performance i didn't like relate to in some way yeah i i think at the heart of it it's really as weird as it gets and sometimes as messed up and as sad as it gets, it's really a heartfelt movie, like the core of it. It's it's uh, it's one of those movies I almost wish I could forget about and then watch again for the first time. Hmm. Tell um, me about that. Why? Well, because it just like I, this is one of those movies uh, I've had a couple of them where I'm just like it makes me love what movies can do and it's weird because some people are like that with like artistic films and I get that way with like dumbish action movies in a way that like Mad Max Fury Road where I'm like I will watch that and just uh, wish I could rewatch it again for the first time Yes. Just so I like, I'm almost like I pray for a brain trauma. <laughs> um, Please don't. I love to, your brain. To, like, if if I could rewatch Mad Max every day for the first time, but you would have to like tell me that we were married and that I'd have to fall in love with you by the end of the day each day. I, Please don't fifty. It's a trade. It's me. a trade. I I'm not saying I would make it, but like if they threw in popcorn at the theater every time, <laughs> I'm like, oh, sorry, honey. Try harder to win me over. Uh, so you're Drew Barrymore, and I I'm Adam Sandler yep. in this equation. That's how uh, that's how the story goes. 
Um, I think this had probably the best Chekhov's gun I have ever seen. Oh, we, so this movie, it's a multiverse movie, so it's going to be Chekhov's gun, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what these always turn into. And the way they, they took us, what I thought was just going to be a sight gag mm-hmm. and turned it into a plot point was hilarious. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I mean, it, yeah, it was definitely, we were dying. We were laughing. Yeah. Um, okay. Go for it. So uh, this won't give too much of it away, but uh, to jump, that's what they call it. Jump to other universes. Uh, they, the person that's got like ye oldie Bluetooth uh, ear. What are those things called? They're Bluetooth headsets. Okay, Bluetooth headsets in each ear. Uh, they have to do something that's completely random, like you would never think of doing. Uh, I mean, at one point, she licks the snot off a guy's nose, which. <laughs> Totally that gross. was gag number three, because the first one was chapstick. Yeah, he ate a full tube of chapstick. I yeah. mean, it was disgusting. <laughs> there was a lot of things that grossed me out between the yeah. jumps. Honey, the audience doesn't want to hear you retch into the <laughs> microphone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry sorry to I, those of you driving that had to deal with Bree's gagging noises <laughs> on your commute. I just wanted to let you know that it's super random stuff. So when they go to see Jamie Lee Curtis, because their laundromat that they own is under a tax audit and um, she's their IRS auditor, uh, they see that she gets like employee of the month or of the year and she gets little trophies. And Kevin and I both looked at each other. We're like, their trophies look like butt plugs because they do. They're just like a round black thing on a pedestal and I'm going huh (laughs) but later in order for two of the guys that she's fighting to jump and get the skills to try and beat her they have to put that butt plug trophy up their butt and I was like this is the best checkoffs got ever that a butt plug looking item actually became a butt plug (laughs) It did so good at like, it's this thing that captures the character of Jamie Lee Curtis. She's proud of this minor trophy <laughs> and it's shaped like a butt plug. Like she doesn't get that. Like it doesn't mean anything. It's irrelevant. And she's an asshole. Yeah. Um, and then the movie's like, ah, but what if we also made it uh, a scene where a man has to cannonball his spread butthole yep. in slow motion while it's censored, which I thought was a brilliant touch, <laughs> uh, onto this butt plug trophy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I... These people are geniuses. Um, yes. <laughs> this movie is so... Like, it's so fun in that way just because it's just goofy. It doesn't take itself seriously. It takes... Uh, it messes with you in, in yep. the format of movies. I remember there's a scene where they show the credits and Brie got furious because it was, <laughs> it's at the second act break. 
And she was like, what? No, they can't do that. And I was like, oh, they just did. <laughs> I mean, they literally started the credits for the Daniels and it said the end and then did um, Evelyn Wang. And that when they pulled up Evelyn's name as uh, as the credits, I was like, OK, we can keep going. But if you would have left me at that point in the movie, I would have been so effing cheesed. <laughs> yeah, uh, they have a part where... Um, she is a rock and it's silent and it's like legitimately a tear jerking moment just watching two rocks looking out at the the this barren landscape and I'm like this is what's gonna make me cry fucking rocks make me cry now yep. <laughs> rocks with googly eyes yeah and they don't even talk to each other it's all uh, in text so it's not even like you can hear their voices you're reading this text and as you're reading it you're like I'm gonna cry over stupid rocks I think this is one of those movies that if you show it to a person and that like an older person and they don't like it you're like that's it you're too old (laughs) because I can imagine if you're if you're like 50 and you're sitting down and you're like fuck you movie (laughs) make Bruce Willis punch people you know (laughs) Yeah, I don't think he's going to be punching people no, anymore. probably not. Um, I didn't I think, mean to make that sad like The Rocks. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that actually proves a really good point in, in how that scene made us feel a lot was the fact that that main through line through this movie uh, was truly well thought out. Uh the relationships that it encompasses and the and the work that they're having to do for their relationships um i i mean it holds up in every universe and it and i think that that for me was really cool because it, it ultimately all of the universes get down to window dressing because the whole point is for evelyn to grow and um accept the way that her life is and then improve this. So this is one of the things that sometimes I get irked about with time travel movies or multidimensional movies is they sometimes create these incredibly complex rules mm-hmm. for how their system works. And I, I don't, I'm not saying there's not a place for that, but some movies like in this, the multiverse stuff, the, the super powered kind of high-flying action stuff in this is a vehicle for the metaphor of the movie. It's not a it's not a hard and fast like science. You know, it's kind of like when people right. are they'll dis- dissect stuff and they'll be like, does it follow time cop rules? Does it follow, <laughs> you know, uh, Terminator rules? And you're like, it doesn't doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Um, if ultimately you're telling a good story and in the case of this, this is this person, I mean, ultimately reflecting on how she's failed, mm-hmm. where she can find success, and ultimately, like, what, where is, where is she defining, or how is she defining her meaning in the universe? Yeah. Um, and uh, as a person, I think this movie, if you struggle with like imposter syndrome, somebody should just fucking hold your head and make you watch it start <laughs> to finish, and be like, yeah, that's it, you piece of shit. You are a great thing. You are this thing of stardust and magic, you madman. Is that how it it. made you feel? Oh, dude, I felt feels up my ass in this movie. (laughs) Um, I think we actually, I teared up multiple times in this movie. Yeah. 
but that uh, there's the there's two rock scenes, and the second one is the one that like I was like, oh no, don't do this to me, rocks, <laughs> don't do this to me. <laughs> it was um, it was well done, and this is I mean this is clearly not. It's not our type. genre. It's, it's not a genre we look, we seek out. Yeah, I mean, it and multi-dimensional movies don't irk me quite as much as time travel movies, but sometimes it's really hard for my brain to get wrapped around it. Uh but I, I hit a certain point and I think it was um when Evelyn was in the office in the hallway and it was the first time she was fighting Jojo Tabaki and it just kept changing. Everything was changing all around. And Jojo Tubaki was just like changing so much. And I finally figured out, stop trying to figure it out. Yeah. Just, just go with it. Stop trying to figure out the mechanics of it because you're not going to. And there was a certain point where I was like, okay, these jump pads, I don't get like, do they not keep that information while they're, or do they have to be connected to that universe? And at a certain point I was just like, shut it off, Bree, stop trying to figure it out. Just watch the movie because it's taking you somewhere and enjoy it. And and I think that the minute that I realized I didn't need to understand the mechanics, that really all it was was um, like Star Trek teleportation. Like you don't need to know the science of beam me up, Scotty. You just have to go with it. Uh, yeah. And to know that, yeah, there's this alpha verse, which truly you can't say is the alpha verse because yeah, nothing. I mean, all technically the way that they do everything, everything's an alpha verse. It's just that the alpha verse figured out how to jump between the universes. Right. Well, and it also speaks, those guys were arrogant, like in their way, like they thought they had the right way of doing this. Yeah. And uh, they were wrong. This, uh, so, you know, the remember the movie Looper? I think that's the time travel movie. I love the most. Yeah. There's a line in that where Bruce Willis is like, don't, don't try to figure this out. We're going to be sitting here all day. You, you know, <laughs> and it, it, it's kind of this nod to the to the viewer to go along with it. And like, it, it's really one of those things that I'm like, OK, I trust you now that you've acknowledged this. You're not going to try to tell me that this is a real thing that's going to happen. You're instead saying we're doing this to tell a story. Um, yeah. This kind of does the same thing. And it's such a fun, creative way. I mean, it, it was just visually cool to look at. There was. Um, just some fascinating stuff in this, and uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have enough praise to throw out this movie. Yeah, it's one of those times where you know you hear in the cultural zeitgeist like this is an amazing movie, and I always go into those kind of movies thinking, yeah, right, you know. <laughs> yeah, I clearly have a different sense of self or enjoyment than you people, but um, no, I loved it. <laughs> Yeah, well, especially since it's not a, a genre we seek out. Yeah, there's been, like I said, just a couple times, like like Tropic Thunder, Mad Max Fury Road, Dread. Like, they, they just hit a part of Cavan that is, like, Psycho Gorman, Wolf Cop, mm-hmm. where I'm just like, okay, this is... I love whatever this is. Um, I, I unapologetically love what this is. Um, I also feel like, and I talked a little bit to you about this, is this movie... It really comes down to the like a theme of connection. It mm-hmm. is relationships um, that you value. Be kind to each other. I think even Wang says that. Like, there's too many 
we've done too much hurt. All we need to be kind. And yeah. uh, Evelyn has her her in the hero's journey thing, her moment of enlightenment when she's like, I'm learning to fight with love. And so she's like steamrolling these guys with kung fu. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like also like pulling from the multiverse the things that need they need to make their lives whole. Yeah, like she one- heats up a guy and she like sees into the future where she, or sees into a multiverse where she's his doctor and like adjusting his neck. Yeah, and he's like, oh, thanks, better. <laughs> and then like one guy has a puppy, and then what? Then but this movie also had such great comedic timing because if you look at like rules of threes in comedy. You have a rule of three where it's like you do two normal things and one irregular thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, the one guy she beats up, and I can't remember what she does. Oh, it's uh, telling uh, Jamie Lee Curtis' character she's worthy of love. Mm -hmm. Then it's fixing the guy's neck. And then it's a guy that was into S&M and she spanks him. <laughs> to completion, um, yeah, <laughs> and like that's his like gratifying moment where he's like, "Oh, my soul is happy." Um, but I like I not to get super philosophical in this movie, but I could dive into it. This movie almost posits that there's nothing that really matters if, given infinite universes, um, everything exists, every decision has been made, just not necessarily by you, but a version of you. Yeah. Ergo, if everything is there, nothing is there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and it's it, that's a, a, a nihilistic worldview. Um, I think of fiction that do, deals with this like Rick and Morty. If you're the smartest man in your universe, then you're the infinitely smartest man in every universe's. Ergo, nothing you do matters because you're one of infinity that's smart. Mm-hmm. So nothing makes you special. This one actually argues like, well, that, if that's true, it's not that you're not special. It's then what do you choose to value? What do you choose to love that makes everything worthwhile? And, you know, Evelyn chooses her daughter. She chooses the people around her. Yeah. Um, And then that's it's this it's almost this optimistic nihilism that I'm like, I've I've (laughs) I've had these that feeling. And like, how do I express it in? And like this movie does a great job of it. I feel like. Yeah, it's definitely um, it. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just it's, so freaking it's a, good. It's a nerdy fucking movie is what we're going to go. It's a nerdy goddamn movie that I do not care. I don't. If somebody wanted to corner me and talk to me about it, I'd be like, I hate you. I don't want to talk. Just enjoy the goddamn movie, man. Um, like it's, as we sit here and talk I know <laughs> we appreciate you guys listening to this. Just know I don't listen back to any of these episodes. I've so actually, sometimes people drop me a quote that I've said, and I'm like, "That <laughs> was in the ether, man." <laughs> I've actually been re-listening to our episodes. I'm sure I'm delightful, and you are probably there too. I actually laugh a lot. Um, I uh, really laughed a lot in Supernova. <laughs> Good. Good. Something had to get him out of that movie. Uh, but yeah, so I I mean, do we even need to ask if we'd recommend this? I think we recommended it from the first sentence. Yeah. I mean, if you hadn't picked up on the subtle clues that we are highly recommending this movie, uh, I'm not sure which multiverse you're listening to. <laughs> Ooh, high five. Ooh, that was nice. You're in the multiverse. Oh, so we also found out you can involve evolve in the multiverse if like a monkey loses a fight to another monkey so one multiverse people have hot dogs for fingers don't even get me started. I mean, Brie gag, so I was going to say hot dog finger high five no I would never 
ever hot dog finger high five. It was uh, so gross. <laughs> it was it was pretty funny though. Uh, I I don't know. What would you do to fix the cover of this movie? This cover does nothing to talk about. Like, like even the plaid person that they have on the cover shows up in half a second of a scene, pretty much. It uh, I'm gonna. It's such a weird cover. Um, because it it sets it up. It's a traditional action movie cover, like a superhero uh-huh. movie cover. But it's you know Jamie Lee Curtis and her frumpiness, um, yeah. Michelle Yao with a googly eye, third eye, which you, of course, now you look at it and you're like, oh, this clicks. Yeah, I would I would almost challenge this movie to do like a, a mandala cover with all the characters that are in it or all the variations. Yes, that is exactly what my um, thought was. I think there could be something cool. I mean, because. I'm not an expert on Buddhist philosophy or Buddhism or a lot of Eastern philosophies. And I I was like, I feel like there's some overtones and some or undertones. I don't know which one's appropriate in this situation. Subtext. There's some some tones um, (laughs) uh, of those like philosophies in this, Um, which is probably interesting because, of course, like the only thing that I can think to compare it to is the relative is Nietzsche's Western like nihilism, which posits that nothing is exists, which Buddhism might argue, well, nothing exists except for like Nirvana and like the cycle of getting to Nirvana. And so maybe it's just I don't have I don't have the language to uh, articulate what the science or the philosophy of this movie is. Uh, so I just compared it to this idea. Maybe I'm a secret Buddhist. Is oh god, did I have an epiphany due to a rock? <laughs> um, oh, I don't like I don't like this movie now. It made me sneaky pain. <laughs> I uh, I think I'm with you on. I would probably do the cover and I have um, Michelle Yao. Uh, primary uh, be front and center and then maybe do circle layers around her of all of the different her versions um yeah i i think there's something there's a mystical quality to this that this cover should have yeah it's i i mean it definitely is not a cover that i would have picked this movie uh it's definitely the whisperings that we must have heard that made us choose. Well, you choose this cover. Uh, so it wasn't that I don't truly think we followed our own rules uh, because there's nothing about this cover that says to me, let's watch this movie. I, but, I, think if I was looking for like a, what I thought was going to be a like cheesy action movie. Mm-hmm. I would have picked this. And this movie is so far from that. Although there is some amazing action in this. There's some, some great action. Um, I, it's funny. Yep. And it's, it's uh, I don't, is this like an adult's version of a Pixar movie? <laughs> it really does hit a lot of genres. Yeah, like... I think that might be how I describe it. It's like an R-rated Pixar movie. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, so, Kevin, do you have anything else you want to say about everything, everywhere, all at once? Take some ibuprofen before you watch this movie. <laughs> Why? Because um, it makes my brain hurt talking about it again. 
okay. <laughs> it, it, it's uh, I'm like, oh, it's Howie. Uh, this movie's so good. It's but so deep. I wish, I wish I could watch it again. That's all I got to say. You can And, and I know it. I can watch it again, but I wish I could watch it again with the same uh, childlike wonder and whimsy. <laughs> um, I would watch it sans all the parts that grossed me out. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want like a, a director's cut, but the unewed edition? Yep, that's what I want. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. This is one of those movies that I could totally see a bunch of college kids being like, let's watch it stoned. I'm like, freaking don't. Yeah. Like, it's so good without having, like, I don't think it would add anything to it. Maybe it would. I don't know. Watch it high. Let us know in the comments, I guess. <laughs> as long as it's legal. <laughs> I don't even care, man. <laughs> in some universes, this is where legal, I'm right? saying yes. In infinite universes, it's legal in every universe. Ergo, <laughs> try it on meth. No, don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen my face. It's like don't. <laughs> yeah, well, I, not everyone incites their audiences to try illegal yeah. drugs. No. Um, Get some crocodile, that one from Russia that really is bad for you, that they made a documentary about, and it scared me for a week. I don't know what you're talking about. It eats oh. you from the inside. I also don't really watch documentaries, so... You watched this one. Yeah, this was oh, a Oh, also, this movie has nothing to do with 9-11. It's nothing like Incredibly Loud and Extremely Close. No, it's uh, not. Or Extremely Close and Incredibly Loud, or whatever that movie that's about 9-11 was. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. <laughs> Um, okay, Kevin, where can we find you on social media? At Kevin underscore egg on everything from Twitter, TikTok to Instagram uh, and KevinEggleston.com. Sweet. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at By Its Cover Pod and on Facebook By Its Cover Podcast. And most uh, listening services, you can also find us on YouTube and see us and all of our um, facial expressions while we talked about this, if you want, on YouTube by its cover podcast. <laughs> Kevin's giving me thumbs up for that. Good job. That was good plugs. <laughs> Not as good as the plugs that result in Kung Fu powers. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> all right, you guys. Thanks for listening. 